Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello there, and welcome to Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. I'm your host, Chloe Taylor-Brown, and I am truly inspired by my guest today. And boy, do I have two amazing, extraordinary women who are showing up with me today to play this big game of life and to share their fun life, their extraordinary life, the way that they're living, and how they're supporting other women and girls. Thank you for being with me. I'm your host, Chloe Taylor-Brown again. And if you'd like to connect with us today, you can dial 347-884-9229 because we want you to get down with us today. <laughs> you know, every opportunity that I have to um, to just kind of share a little toast and a glass of champagne, I do. So I say let's pop the cork of our best bubbly today because we're going to be authentically celebrating these two phenomenal women on our show today. So get ready to be inspired, informed, encouraged, and empowered. First, we're going to be connecting with Sonia Booker. She is a thought leader and a real estate investor and a best-selling author of her book, Real Estate and Wealth, Investing in the American Dream. And Sonia is an entrepreneur who has taught thousands of other men, women, and young people how to start building their wealth one dollar at a time. And then we're going to be connecting with Cece Champagne, and she's a woman who knows how to keep a promise, and we're going to talk about that later. And she's also an author of the book called That Moment, which I have been truly inspired by. And I'll tell you, as I was doing a little bit of research and reading about that moment and just looking at the reviews, I have never seen such amazing reviews of a book before. So I can't wait for you to meet with Cece as well as my guest. You know, I want you to connect with me after the show. You can also please call in with your questions, but you can always connect with me on social media. You can tweet me at Chloe T. Brown. You can connect with me on Facebook at Chloe Taylor Brown, Instagram at Chloe Taylor Brown, LinkedIn, and Pinterest at Chloe Taylor Brown. So if you have something that's really extraordinary to share with other people, I would like to have a conversation with me, with you. 
So if you'd like to share your extraordinary stories, share your books, your business, whatever you think that you have that could inspire or empower another woman or girl, please don't hesitate to send me an email at Chloe, Chloe at ChloeTaylorBrown.com. And if you don't want to send me an email at Chloe at ChloeTaylorBrown.com, go ahead and tweet me at Chloe T. Brown. Well, I am very, very excited to get this show started today. And, um, you know, there are always times that, that we have in our lives where I know for certain that I've had magical moments. And, you know, these moments can sometimes start out by not appearing to be so magical. But if we could just stop and think sometimes about the things that are going on in our lives and, and just just step back and to process them to see how can I use this for good. Because most times we don't look at the obvious of this could be a situation that's turned into something that's good. So I want us to step back. And with that, I want to bring on my first guest, and that is none other than Sonia Booker. Hello, Sonia. Are you there with me today? And hello, I'm just, I haven't popped my bottle yet, I don't have my champagne, but I'm glad to be here. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what I love about this, that uh, we have crossed paths on several occasions, but we don't actually remember how we've met and who's introduced us, but we've seen each other in magazines and we've We've heard each other's yeah. voice from speaking engagements that have been videotaped. But what I love is that we have realized in our last conversation is that we're both from Mississippi. I know. Yeah, that we're, we're Mississippi girls. And, you know, yeah, once you have that connection, I know, you know, we're just two Southern girls. <laughs> How did you actually... Uh, come about moving to Atlanta, Georgia? Well, very interesting. I went to school at the University of Southern Mississippi, and I was then transferred with my job to Pensacola, Florida, and then I moved to Dallas, Texas. And I would travel here with my first job as a buyer. I was a buyer, and I would travel to the apparel mart. And I remember, you know, coming to Atlanta thinking, wow, this city, you know, just had a lot of lure to it. It reminded me really of a big Mississippi, and people laugh when I say that. Because, you know, I said it's, a, it's, it's like being in Mississippi with things to do. That's what I <laughs> it's such a warm place. It's really warm, and living in different places, you know, you just didn't get that same feeling uh, but I love Mississippi, but I love living in Atlanta, and it puts me where I can travel. I can get back to Mississippi, you know, really quickly, but then Atlanta, I can jump on planes, and I could be all over the world, um, you know, and, and I love I love Atlanta for that, for that reason. But I've been here maybe now about 17 years. Yeah. Oh, Wow. And you look just so fresh and young, like you couldn't be out of college more than three or four years. And, you know, I think that's another characteristic of growing up in the, the sweet hosts of Mississippi, don't you think? I think so, too. I 
sometimes I blame it, you know, on my genes. I look at, you know, my aunts and my grandmother and people, and it's just like, wow, yes, we have some good genes. But, yeah, I do think it, it is something about Mississippi and just the ease of life um, that it offers. It's, it's really weird because going to college and, you know, growing up there, it was just a, a way of life, and everything was, uh, my grandparents owned a farm in Utica, Mississippi, and I spent summers there, and I tell everybody, that's why I learned all of my entrepreneurial skills. I mean, you know, they didn't say entrepreneur at that point. Uh, it was kind of like, you know, we did petling, and, um, you know, we had rental property, and my grandfather had a burial policy route, and, you know, we were just always doing something. We were just that family that had multiple streams of income that we didn't really, you know, didn't have that kind of words to it. So when people ask me, like, how did you, you get in real estate and how did you get into this wealth building piece, it's just, it was just, I was a product of my environment. And I'm also that person who says that it really does matter. Um, you know, you never know how you're exposing a young person because me just wanting to spend time with my grandparents, I learned how to sew, I learned how to cook. I also learned entrepreneurial skills from my grandfather. So, you know, and that was just being around them. And, and I always say I'm truly yeah. my grandfather's child of just, you know, and then now I find myself, I have a five-year-old now, and I find myself loading him up, taking him around with me, almost doing the same thing that my grandfather did for me that I didn't know he was doing, exposing me, you know, to so much. So it is important that our young people and our young girls have, um, you know, these role models and, and things that they can look at. And that's when we connected about your platform and what you're doing for women and girls. It's just amazing. Thank you so very much. As you were speaking, it, it reminded me of my grandmother. And, of course, I spent summers with my grandmother, and um, and I spent three years with her following my mother's death. Um, I was 13, so from 13 to 16, before my 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 aunt brought me to live with her, to, she knew I needed more, and I think that's where where I get that from too. But what reminded me of my my childhood and growing up in the fond memories of summer is that I learned to sew and cook and do all the. I, I became domesticated, but not in a bad way. In a way that you just couldn't wait to learn how to make those biscuits or learn how to make that make that fabric flow on the swag. As a matter of fact, that's where I got the name of my girl swag uh book because the we think about swag as, you know, um something that's new. Well, a swag is a piece of fabric and my grandmother talked about this the cutting on the bias and how the flow could swag oh, yeah. and then you have the draperies, you know. So it's also about the way that you walk. So you can get a girl to have the real authentic organic swag, then you got yeah. you got something there and we yeah, have it that's, organically. That's it's organically. And you know, but it's it's weird that you said that because just today I was telling someone that over the weekend you know, for Memorial Day, I said, oh, gosh, I can't even look at any food. I said, I cooked so much food over the weekend. I said, then I had, I made a strawberry pie. I made peach cobbler. And she looked, she said, you cook? I said, oh, yeah, I cook, cook. And she's like, I never would have thought, like, you cook, you know. You're this busy entrepreneur. And it's like, but that's so much part of who I am. And, you know, cooking. It was. I sewed all my clothes. I made my own dresses when I was in college because I didn't want to, risk having on the same dress as someone else because my school was such a local 
one mall to shop. So I would just buy my own fabric and get at the kitchen table and lay everything out. And I would make my dresses. And, you know, I thought, no big deal. <laughs> but everybody was watching here. You know? <laughs> well, I can tell you this, Sonia Booker. You are definitely a girl after my own heart because I, too, sold my college clothes. And not because, you know, I didn't want to be seen. I discovered that later that I had these authentic pieces. But I had no choice because I was so long and thin. Nothing worked for me. So. <laughs> yeah, well, but, well, here's my funny story. I know where I, I designed some uh, tennis skirts when I was in because I took up tennis. But the way they were making tennis skirts at that time, because I was the way I was shaped or the way my butt was shaped, I'll say, it always it made the, the skirt hike up in the back. So I started making my own tennis skirts and <laughs> to, to oh, we could, account for it. <laughs> we can start a whole entire line of fashion today with gathering our resources and integrating all of our talents. But see, this is what this show is about. I love breadwinning moms with Chloe because this is an organic conversation. We're talking to breadwinning mom, Sonia Booker, who is an entrepreneur, a real estate investor, award-winning author, a wealth coach, and now I'm learning that you're also a, a designer and a gourmet cook. You can ask anybody <laughs> right <away. laughs> That's the part that they don't put on your resume, and, and everybody thinks you're too busy to do, you know, those kind of life skills. And so I, I'm like you. I like to encourage the young women, and they know that it's so many facets to women. I'm a person that I really do find women very fascinating. Um, in all that we can accomplish and then just, uh, you know, the camaraderie that we have and the platforms and, and the idea that we really do believe that we are nurturers. So all that we do, you know, we're out here, we're in boardrooms, we're, you know, taking on the world, we're making differences, but we're still just moms and just, you know, unique individual women in our own right that have something to offer. But we always put family first, and we're, we're very centered and grounded around what we're doing. But we'll help another woman or someone in a heartbeat. And, I, and that's what I love about, um, you know, the camaraderie that women women share. And, and I believe that this is just the age of the woman. Uh, you know, I mean, it's the age of the woman. And I re- remember being at a conference last year, and um, Carol Tomei from Home Depot, CFO of Home Depot, said, she said, the women, we will have a woman president when the women decide that it's time, whether it's Hillary Clinton or whoever it is, but that statement was made before even, a, it, she said, because women are so powerful and what we decide, we're able to do. And if that's, mm-hmm. if, if when we're ready, that's what happened. You know, and I thought, wow, that's so profound, but, you know, women are that way. Well, you know what, that brings me to um, something that I also love about uh, what I've read about you and also a little bit about what you shared. Um, let's switch to women mentoring. Now, for some reason, I don't get out a lot. However, when I do, I'm really inquisitive to women such as yourself and how you've gone, gotten to your level. I find that a lot of very successful women have been mentored by other men to help them to well, not other men, but by men, and that on rare occasions you will see 
I have personally heard where the women have said they've gotten there with great mentorships of other women. I know that we can come together, but I'm waiting on some really powerful moves by leaps and bounds by women standing firmly and say, I am here because I was mentored by Carol Tomei, or I was here because I was mentored by Hillary Clinton or Anne-Marie Campbell from the Home Depot or Michelle Obama or Oprah Winfrey I want, or Chloe Taylor Brown or Sonia Booker or C.C. Champagne. I'm waiting for this. And you have said, oh, I think I'm preaching right now because I'm, I'm moving my hands and everything. But also in your, you said that you've been mentored by the great late um, Herman J. Russell. And yeah. that is a wonderful thing. So first, it's two part a question. Tell us about that experience. And also tell us if any women have mentored you to such great heights. Well, you know, as far as Mr. Russell, that was a that was a God appointed mentorship. You know, when you when you like that moment, you know what I mean? That that moment. And what what people always find so endearing about this story is that it took me two years to get an introduction to him. And I set my eyes on that's who I wanted to be my mentor. So here I am, this young lady out here who had already gotten all these skills from her grandfather. So when I met Mr. Russell, I was already investing in property and doing some things on a small scale. And here I was, you know, eyes wide open, 24, at that time I was 27 by the time I met him. And I had already had property under my belt. I had sold a business, uh, an all-state agency. So I was, you know, just kind of well on my way. And I would be, I was reading Black Enterprise every, you know, religiously every month. It's funny, we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have, you know, Facebook was, a, you know, Facebook then. So connecting with someone Back then, you know, 15 years ago, is not the same as making connections now. So I read about his story and what he was able to build during a, a, a season of, of civil rights and a, a place of era and time where he was not really supposed to be doing all that he had accomplished. So I found that very fascinating of how he was able to build this iconic business and and. and be have his footprint and all this construction. So I set out saying, I this is who I want to meet. This is who I want to mentor me. And then I put all of my um, resources in terms of people I knew, everybody I would meet. I would say, do you know him? Can you, you know, do you know someone who know him? And this went on for a couple years. And, and I finally said to the person who was going to make the introduction that I only want, I only want 15 minutes of his time. I said, if he would just give me 15 minutes of his time, I knew that it would change my whole thought process of what I was doing and building. And, you know, I look at that, and, I, and, and that meeting finally happened, but it was with me being very persistent, um, you know, because people weren't really just sitting around waiting on you to show up and say, hey, mentor me, mentor me. But then I look at the beauty of the story that when I did show up, he was able to see that I was a serious person, I was focused, and I already had things going on, and we left that meeting after 20 minutes. And I said, you know what, I just want you to know, I was out here, I'm in Atlanta, this is the thing that I'm working on, I just want to know if I could call you from time to time. And it was like, yeah, sure, here's my number, 
And that was the end of it. Two months later, I got a call back from him saying, hey, I'm working on some conversion projects, and I think you would be perfect to come in and work with me on these. And I thought, you know, here I am just wanting to blow your mind. It blew my mind, and that led to a 12-year relationship, partnership that I had with him. And, and that's why I said it was just God-ordained, and the, the, the level of information and how he springboarded my learning was just, it was just priceless. And so I tell young people, it's about how you show up. It's about, you know, how you show up and the persistency. And I really do think that there's something to be said of identifying those people who you would like to mentor you. And it's easier now to make those, you know, to identify those people. I mean, you know, I think that people are like two degrees of separation now. You know, they used to say seven. I think it's like two, you know, a couple, you know, a couple ask and you're, you know, talking to Chloe's cousin or something, you know, that kind of thing. Um, And so, yeah, and so I really do think you should be very intentional about what you get out of that. And it's women. I have so many um, women women mentors, but I call them like women mentors as a, at a far. You know, women that I have admired and I watch. Um, and I'm, I'm actually working on a project to start to expand that information and talk about some of the, the great women that we have here even in the city of Atlanta, but all over the world that go kind of, they're kind of unsung. They're in the backgrounds, and they they really have done a whole lot for cities and and, and this world that people don't really know about. So I'm I'm actually, for my um, Sonya Booker TV show, I'm putting together this project where I'm interviewing these different women, and they're talking about their legacy and talking about the things that they've created and built uh, and it's just been mind-blowing. I love that you're doing that. This is exactly why you and I are having a conversation, because I want other people to know about extraordinary, inspiring women who are doing things such as yourself, such as C.C. Champagne, um, all the people that I'm interviewing and even the men occasionally, they are doing things for women, such as one of my guests maybe a month or so ago uh, is Sparkplug, who's doing so many things for women with his magazine, People You Need to Know. And uh, I've read about you in that magazine and seeing you on the cover. So I, I love, love what that. Sparkplug is doing. Yeah, I think it's a great celebration and promotion of women. And, and like I said, that's, you know, we knew we, we've met, but that was the – attraction that I had to what you're doing. And I'm like you. I read about Cece uh, yesterday, and I was like, man, you know, <laughs> those reviews and, and, and her book and just, uh, you know, everything that she, she's bringing to the table I think is just so incredible. And, and I, I would have not heard of her, you know, had it not been for the show. And I thought, wow, this is an incredible woman. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe you and I could get together uh, and do some things to make it even bigger because I believe in numbers and not doing things by ourselves because we can do a lot by ourselves. And we know from Mother Teresa, one woman can change the world, but we can do so much more collectively. And that we brings me to that second yeah. We can. We really can. So this brings me to that second part of that two-part question. 
Have you reached out to other women to mentor you? I, I Well, this is the thing. I have such strong women in my family. I mean, just extraordinary women. As a matter of fact, um, I'll be going back to Mississippi to help one of my aunts who's uh, running for state representative. She was the first African-American ran for lieutenant governor state of state of Mississippi. I mean, she's just a phenomenal attorney, wife, mother. And so she's always been such a role model. I mean, she was the person who, when I was 12 years old, you know, took me all over the world um, twice, you know, 12 and then at 16. And it opened my horizons to places that was just unimaginable to have those kind of experiences when you travel. Then I have another aunt. Um, and so my aunts have been such pillars to me, and they've been the women that I've been able to look to and touch and have conversations with, how do you do all of this? And so I've really been fortunate to have that in my family. Um, so I, I find myself reaching out more to younger women now that I've put myself in a position where, um, you know, and this is when you, you start feeling your age, you know, and somebody goes, you know, <laughs> when you mention me, it's like, uh, I'm not always a feeling star. But I haven't. I don't think that you're ever too old or too young to be a mentor. I know, right? I don't think that. So this is going to make me sound a little bit warped or or kind of skewed a little bit. I don't think that you're ever too old to have a mentor, as long as you're doing something and you need to have some breakthroughs or you're trying something new. You're never too old for mentors. So. Let's go for it. Well, you remember at the uh, Women to Women Conference, which is, I think, one of the, you know, a wonderful uh, women's conference. As a matter of fact, I was speaking to Miss Sonia, uh, Miss Sonia Young earlier today. And that particular conference, I mean, she's, you know, I don't want to tell her age, but her mentor, uh, one of her mentors was um, Dr. Maya Angelou, the late Dr. Angelou. And she talked about how she had this mentor relationship with her you know, for a long period of her life and how she actually ended up encouraging her and, and with her first um, person that spoke at that conference and with the year that she died. And it was such a such a precious story of time and how we all, at all the ages, need to encourage someone. So I encourage women to not only have a mentor, but to have someone that they're mentoring because they have something to offer. People don't think that they have as much to offer as they do, and we should always be paying it forward and reaching back and climbing and lifting. I mean, that's what that's all about. So, you know, not only should you have a mentor, you should be a mentor at every stage of your life and look for someone who you can point. Yeah, so that's very Absolutely. important. Now, I like to, we have so much to talk about uh, and so little time, but I would lo- love for you to talk about your inspiration for your book, Real Estate and Wealth, Investing in the American Dream. Yes. So I wrote the book. I, I really didn't realize that things that I was doing were a little um, out of the ordinary. You know, I started investing in real estate and, and buying property. And um, after I had a business, an all-state insurance agency that I sold, I started at 24, and then I went full-time into investing in real estate and doing property development. And then that's when I met um, Herman Russell. So as I would meet people, they were always saying, Sonia, 
can you show me how to uh, invest in property? Can you show me how to do these things? And so I would start having, I started having seminars in my living room where I would have like 15, 20 people over at my house and I would be teaching them, you know, how to invest in real estate. And I thought, you know, okay. So then I started writing the book and I said, well, this will be able, I'll be able to transfer this information and get all these people out of my living room. But, you know, it was a way of transferring information. And it's, I'm so proud of the book because it's really a step-by-step guide that a first-time home buyer or someone who's looking to buy invest in real estate can use. And it, it really shows you all your forms and it gives you, you know, everything to look for in that book. And so when I, when I meet people to sign them, they're all you know, highlighted and folded, and people, you know, have just given their stories of how they used it and was able to build their wealth from real estate. Now, I also have the, um, what went out on your um, platform today was the Seven Basic Truths of Wealth Building, a, a free ebook that people can get from my website at SoniaBooker.com, because what I realized is that it wasn't just real estate that went into me building my wealth. It's a, it's a lot of other factors like trading other streams of income and getting out of debt and, you know, your credit. I mean, you can't build wealth if you're paying, you know, overpaying for stuff because your credit's bad. I mean, so it's a whole process of things that you really need to get to to build your wealth. And so that's that's the quest that I'm on now, um, you know, just overall wealth building and real estate being such a big part of it because it, it does, it, it really helps springboard your wealth building. But there are so many things that you want to look at when you're really serious about, hey, that moment when you realize, I got to connect with you especially you since you're talking about you're all over social media how can the listeners connect with you and did you did I hear you say that you have an ebook that you're going to be offering to the listeners yes so okay so two things it's a free ebook go to soniabooker.com and download it there it's under ebook and there's also a webinar to webinar tomorrow night on if you're looking at getting into real estate, there's a webinar. You can find out information about that on my website, SoniaBooker.com. And then find me at SoniaBooker.com on Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitter. And then on Instagram, I'm at I am Sonia Booker. Well, this is wonderful. I didn't know that you were going to be giving us a little free gift here and that's something that's going to be impactful for our lives, not something that's only cute. Of course, I'm sure the packaging is cute, but the information is life-changing. This has been so fun, Sonia Booker. Yeah, we got to hang out again. We must hang out again. And not only on the radio show Breadwinning Moms with Chloe, but since we're in the same city, then let's just go ahead and take it off of the virtual world and put it into real life. All right, sounds good to me. And then get that champagne going. Yes. Thank you so very <laughs> much. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Have a wonderful day. And we will be connected soon. Yeah.
For all of you who would like to connect with Sonia, that is S-O-N-I-A-B-O-O-K-E-R dot com. That's www.soniabooker.com, and she has a, a free gift for you. So go on over there and get that, and we'll be right back with CC. Hello there. What that was just an amazing first series with my little home girl Sonia Booker. I love that conversation with her. Uh, she reminds me of me. It must be something about the Mississippi in her that's coming out and spreading love all over the world and sharing that with all the people that she comes in contact. And you know, I love the fact that she was able to bring up that moment time and time to weave that through our conversation because haven't you had a time when you realize that is it just luck that we are in the right place at the right time with the right people thinking the right thoughts and doing the right thing? Do you think it's just luck or do you believe it is your time? Well, I want to talk to the person who's written the book on that moment. That is Cece champagne and she knows how to keep a promise i love that about her too and she is the author of that moment the book welcome to breadwinning moms with chloe cc champagne hello beautiful friend how are you i'm doing wonderful and grinning ear to ear because i've been waiting for this conversation to just talk about all the wonderful things that i have been reading and about that moment and about you and there's so many questions and so little time just with my first guest I want to jump right in first of all how are you doing today 
I'm doing just great. Um, that uh, I'm so happy that um, actually your last guest, um, she was so informative, and and yet at the same time she mentioned that moment, and we all have that moment. We maybe don't recognize it right off the bat, but when we when things occur in our lives, I do believe that when things calm down, we analyze well, what was that luck? Or, you know, how how lucky was I that that happened, or um, was that a coincidence? Like that's just really strange. Or do you say to yourself, "There's just a little bit more that is going on here. There's um, it, it's a higher power that's been involved with." what occurred here and I think we all have that in us that but I don't think um we're so busy with our daily lives we miss these things and the amount of inspiration you give yourself actually when you take the time to look at these things is amazing it fills your soul with hmm? so now we, I have a lot of occurrences where, you know, I'm in that moment. And then I have a lot of the times where I might be wondering if this is that moment. Do you have to be really present all the time to know at that moment that it is that moment? Or, do you, or is it usually for hindsight where you're looking back and you're saying, wow, that was that moment? That moment can occur any time. Um, it really doesn't have to be at that moment. It can be that you look back, and that's the thing. Um, you can um, you can uh, buy a new home. Let's just say, for instance, and a month later, everyone's laid off. You don't have a job anymore. You've got a new a home, a mortgage, and you're wondering how. You know, this is horrible. What am I going to do? It puts you in the path. You have to look for another job. You get another job, and all of a sudden you're meeting different people. It's maybe a different career um, plan that you go on. It's maybe that you meet your spouse. It's maybe that you change someone's life by information that you have. There's a reason for everything that happens to us in life, but it's, it's at certain points when you look back at the past, you find out that when you are happy in that situation, you look back and you say, well, that started from maybe not such a good situation. And in your mind, you still hold that bad memory, that that was a bad time in your life. But if you look back and you say, if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have affected And so is that, when you do that, and I'm asking this question based on a conversation that I had with a person on Saturday Mm-hmm. And I, in the conversation, I said, well, you know, everything happens for a reason. And that person snorted back, bull crap. And then I started to think about that. And so based on what you're saying, is it when you look back on it, did it happen for a reason? Or have we now been able to take the good out of what happened and turn it into something even that's better? Exa- that's exactly it. Um Understand this, that, you know, there is no understanding some of the things that happen to us in life. There just isn't. There's no rhyme or reason to people killing each other, um, children passing away before their time, uh, things like that. You will never be able to convince somebody that there was a reason for these things happening. 
Um, and, you know, there's certain things that you have to rely on that, you know, you get the answer in the end from what you believe in. And I believe in God that um, you would get the answer in the end. But the thing is, is that you, if you take the positive from that, a lot of tragedies you learn from. And by learning from it, what we do is if we pass on our knowledge, how we handled it, what it did for us, how we touched other people. For instance, when there was um, there was a robbery in our building uh, that was occurring, I is and it's in the book. Um, it's called Lunchtime Caper. Um, it was stopped. In turn, we um, made sure that we told all the residents that how important it is to have insurance. Okay, it's as simple as that, insurance on their properties. Well, what happened was, you know, a little while later, um, there was an arson and the building burnt down. If these people hadn't had their um, insurance, they would have lost everything. And it's things like that. Um, A robbery is not a good thing that happens, but the information that we learned from it, we took, we, uh, we gave it on, we passed it on, and then in turn it saved other people from having something worse happen. So there's, there's different ways to look at it. If, mm-hmm. we, if we wrap ourselves around just the negative of situations, we will go under. We have to strive to find even the minutest particle of positive in every situation or something that we can turn into more of a positive thing to help others. And I, and I believe that when we're, when we're walking along the street, we have to look at what's around us. We can't just pass by and ignore people. We can't ignore, ignore people on the street that are, that are down. Um, we have to be aware of things. We can't help everybody that we pass. But we can look at them and acknowledge them and let them know that they're seen. And you know, everything I like that, we, that everything that we do, every smile that we share, every um a moment where we say, Are you okay? Well and you keep going. But just acknowledging that they're there, that you care, can can make someone's life so much different. It really can. We don't think it's any big deal saying, Are you okay? That's something that we say when we pick up the phone. Are you okay? But the Mm -hmm. point is, is that to somebody else who hasn't been seen for so long or feels that they haven't been seen, that they don't exist because nobody actually interacts with them, that could mean the world to them. And we have to start You know what I do, Cece? When I'm out and about, um, it's just what you're saying. We can't help everyone but what I'd like to do is I'm, when I'm in the presence of someone, whether it is um, at the supermarket or walking down the street that I happen to, you know, come and cut, I like to lock eyes for just a moment. To, and that's like a spirit-to-spirit connection to acknowledge a person. It's very, very simple but can be very powerful just to to look at a person that when you're checking out in the supermarket, oftentimes we're so busy, we're distracted, you know, we have our our groceries and we're wanting to think about mm-hmm. when we're going to make it when we get home and we're just paying our bill and we're rushing out. But to, to that when you're as simple as paying, you know, your credit card your, or your check or your cash, to look at the person who's taking your money and give a little twinkle of an eye, I think that is so 
huge. But I love what you're saying to acknowledge people and let people know that you're there. Now, your book is so bountiful and so big and warming. How did you come up with the idea, first of all? Well, I I had started to recognize moments that were occurring that there was no luck involved. There was no coincidence. It was huge. It was a higher power that led me into situations that made things occur. And I, I, I think that when you get messages or when, you, when things happen to you and you know that it, that it would inspire people, I think it's it's your job to make sure that you tell them or, as I did, you write it and you inspire people because that's what this book is doing. It's been read by over 30,000 people around the world. It's inspiring people everywhere. There was a gentleman uh, from Scotland that mentioned the fact that he had lost his job. He was so down. He didn't know what to do. He was feeling very depressed. He got a hold of my book. He read it, and he said, I have a new outlook on everything. I, You have given me a boost of energy. I am now looking forward to where this is taking me. I'm looking for a new job. I'm excited about where I'm going. And that is just one occurrence. There's, there is um, usually when I, when I go into, if I go into a restaurant, I like to sit where I can see a view of things, of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. I usually don't sit looking at the door. But one day I came in, I met my friend, and I said, I need to sit over here. Uh, do you mind? And she said, no, no, that's fine. So I sat down, and I didn't know why I wanted to sit there. Well, there's a little old man that had a um, walker that about 15 minutes later was walking by. He was heading for the door, and there was a couple of steps down, and there was a railing. And I kept looking over at him and looking and looking. And then as my friend is talking to me, and she's deep into conversation, my eye looked over. I saw his walker go into the railing, and he didn't notice it. And he would have done the biggest tumble down these stairs, and he would have broken something. I jumped up. I grabbed him. I stopped. I pulled his um, his walker out, and I helped him back down the stairs. And th- so for me, that was the reason why all of a sudden I wanted to sit there. Well, wow. I don't know where that came from, but I know why. And mm-hmm. so that's the way I look at these things. Um, I, I just think that anything that can inspire others um, by your actions, your words mean nothing if your actions don't um, back them up. You know, what I'm doing in my little head is envisioning myself going out with the wonderment and of a child in a candy store that you've been waiting for. You know they have all these different types uh-huh. of candies. And you're just looking around to see what you might want. In this case, I'm look. I'm going to go out and I'm going to be very, very optimistic and looking to see, and if it's this moment, if it, if this is that moment, a moment to share, a moment to inspire, a moment to mentor, a moment to motivate, a moment to relax. Um, I don't know 
what the moment could be, but I'm going to be looking for those moments, C.C. Champagne. And, and I would love for my listeners to check out your book, That Moment, and tell us where we can find that book. It's at smashwords.com. Um, the uh, link should be posted um, with you, but if um, if you go to smashwords.com and you click on um, the uh, highest rated tab, you will see that my book is within the top three of the of the highest rated out of 350 or 360,000 books. It is um, these stories that are in this book are true stories from around the world. They take place from 100 years back up to today's date. They are um, amazing stories, but you understand because I tell the whole story what the reason was and that moment that they realized it and it is an inspiring read and I do hope that all your readers um, that are reading your blog all your listeners that are listening to this show take the time um, download the book it's only two ninety nine. it is a fabulous read um, please tell your friends about it because this is something that is changing the uh, way people are looking at life it has nothing to do with your um, um, me telling you how to believe or what to believe. It is you personally, when you read it, you actually find yourself within the book. Amazing. And, we, yeah. have, um, we have a caller, and I'm going to open up the line. The first, um, this, it's 978-283. Caller, you are live, and you are with CC Champagne. Do you have a question or a comment? Hi, Chloe. Hi, CC. It's me, Marissa. Hi. <laughs> How are Hello, you? Hello, Marissa. Hello. Hello. What a beautiful show today. It's thank you so fabulous. much. This is yes. I thank just, you. What do you like best? Well, I'm loving it all, and you know, I would love to be mentored by all you, Charlie's angels who are the detectives, no, who are the detectives of mentoring. (laughs) (laughs) You were mentioning, like, the Oprah and all these great names, and then you said all of your names, and I'm like, yes. I'm like, I know two out of the three. I just have to get to know Sonia, and she was really great. She said something really good, too. She said, it's all about how you show up, and she's really the Jackie of all trades, that one. She has her hands in so many pies. I just you said them. Jackie of all trades. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I have my hands in a few pies, and when people ask me what I'm doing, I'm like, honestly, I'm the Jackie of all trades. I do a lot of stuff. I'm like, where would you like me to start? <laughs> so, well, I know that you have read um, that have. moment. Mm-hmm. What are you? What are your thoughts about the book and what you felt about it, and just anything you'd like to share with the listeners? Absolutely, um, Chloe. I just found it such to be a simple read that I identified with. CC writes from her heart, CC, which you do, and every story I was able to go through with her, and I felt everything that was happening. And they're fascinating stories, and at the end you're like, wow, like you're dropping your jaw. I loved it so much that I believe I bought it for 10 friends that day. Oh, thank That's you so how much. That's inspiring 
that it truly is. It really makes me think about day-to-day situations, why is this happening, and in that moment, it wakens our souls up to realize, like, now, for instance, I'll just tell you this very, very quickly. I had to go get my car fixed, and it was on a day that I had to go get my computer fixed, and I didn't want to go get it fixed, but I said, you know what, I have a time right before I get the kids. So I went, and my oil change was past due for two or three weeks. So I said, well, I said, I'll just go and do it now. So I sat next to this elderly woman, and I didn't want to sit far from her because this voice said, no, I need to sit next to her, and I didn't know why. And, Chloe, that was the first day that we had taped straight up, so I had to listen to it because I said, oh, I go, do you have Wi-Fi? So she said, what is that? And I told her. So what happened was is I had to turn it off because I heard it really quick, and I felt an urge to find out about this woman. And I said, what brings you here? And she told me why. But I said, no. I said, I sit next to you for a reason. And I said, what's going on? And she just looked at me and her eyes filled with tears. And she said, I have a grandson who's very ill. To make a long story short, I said, I have the best doctor. I said, I've had Lyme disease. I've been, like, ill for 17 years. He's the only one who helped me. And this woman was crying. And I knew in that moment that I was meant to be there not for just an oil change, but to give this woman the direction for her grandson who's been suffering for four years, and he's going to be on a feeding tube by June. Wow. Wow. That's an amazing story. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what you will – but that's nothing compared to what Cece Champagne writes. Nothing. I mean – her stories give you goosebumps and inspiration. And just like she just said that when we're walking by people, I truly believe in that. And then, Chloe, you said we can't help everybody, and that's what stinks. But together, like you said to Sonia, we can. And I think we have a great team of women, and especially on Twitter. I mean, I've never have seen such solid, kind, giving loving, caring women. I mean, I'm truly grateful to you all. I mean, I truly am. But everyone... Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing that. There's so much to talk about. I can feel your enthusiasm and your excitement for that book. And um, we're going to... um, Is there anything that you'd like to leave with? Excuse me? No, no. I think it's a great book and read if you're traveling. It's, It's just... You'll be done with it. You'll get off the plane, and you'll be doing cartwheels. <laughs> Thank you so I agree. much for that. I agree. Thank you so much, Marissa. That's lovely. That is a wonderful testimony for, from someone who has read the book and can relate to it and finds every story to be relatable. I thank you so much, for Marissa, for sharing that. And, Cece, do you have a favorite story in the book? I know that they're all like your babies. Which one is your favorite? I I really do love um, uh, Presence in Mexico and um, I I love writing with Bernie. Um, there's, uh, there are two special stories that really mean a lot to me because they happen directly to me. Um, I ended up... Um, when you read it, you'll you'll get a, a good laugh, and you'll you'll wonder what what was she thinking. But I was out 
um, going somewhere at night, and I saw uh, an injured animal, and um, it was a bird, and I ended up riding around with this bird in my car for two and a half hours until I could find a vet. And um, it was just the circumstance of what happened and why it happened and just being there for, for a soul when they needed someone. It doesn't always have to be a person. It can be an animal, too. We all need to be advocates for those who need us. And, yes, we cannot help. Um, each, each one of us cannot help everyone. But if each one of us do something, we will help everyone. We can make a change. We can make a shift. We can turn this world into a caring world again if we all are doing it. Because all we're focusing on is what is negative in the world right now. We're focusing on it. We're giving it airtime. We're giving it uh, a platform. Instead of you don't hear You know what that reminds me of? Mm. That reminds me of um, when my Aunt Anita saved me at the age of 16 to bring me to live with her and my uncle and my cousins and to help me to realize who I really am and for that to go on. And so with my girls, Girl Swag uh, initiative, my Mm -hmm. tagline is when you save a girl, you save generations, even nations, because I know for certain that when my Aunt Anita saved me, she also saved my younger sisters, but she also saved my daughter and my children. Absolutely. And then that, so it goes on and on. So in that respect, when we have one person, you just never know how far that can go. Absolutely. My, my grandmother, who had a stroke at 92, the doctors all said because of her age, because of the severity of the stroke, she would never be able to help herself do anything herself. Um, she couldn't walk anymore. She wouldn't be able to feed herself. Um, she needs to go into a care home because she's not going to make it past six months. I told them, you don't understand what love and care can do for a human being. I took her home. She turns 102 in September. She still lives with me. She's doing fabulous. But by bringing her home, what happened? We hired a uh, physiotherapist to come in to help her get mobility back in whatever parts were still working. In turn, we introduced that physiotherapist to a great friend that we've known for years who is a chiropractor. Today they are a loving couple, married. They got married a year after they met on my granddaughter's um, birthday. They got married. They now have two that young moment. That, that was that moment. Those two people never would have met. Believe me, they never would have met. They lived in different You know towns. what I love about this also, which among many things, I love the fact, and you shared this story with me a while ago, maybe in another conversation for my blog, is that you, as a teenager, made a promise to your grandmother. Yes. Was a young, you know, sophisticated <laughs> grandmother who was just living her life, but you made a promise as a teenager to your grandmother that, you would not allow her to be put in a home or anything, that you would be with her as long as there, as you had your breath. And look yes, what you're I, doing. I, you kept that promise. I, yes, I am a person of my word. Um, I kept my promise. I meant it. 
um, I said to her, um, wherever I am in life, I will, I will take you in. I will not let anybody throw you away in a sense. And I, please understand this. I do not blame anyone who cannot take a, a loved one home. There are certain circumstances you cannot. And so I do not judge people for not doing that. In my case, though, I was able to. And I stuck to my word. And although I've had many people say, it's time, you need to, you know, you need to get your own life back. But my life changed so much because I took my grandmother home. I became an author. I used to work in the bank for 24 years. I worked in a bank, um, which I really didn't like doing. I loved the people. I loved the interaction. Uh, but I didn't like that as a career. That wasn't my calling. When I took my grandmother home, that gave me a platform to write. It gave me a platform to do charity work, which I was the um, treasurer for the Night of Hope Breast Cancer Charity. Um, the people I've met, I've met um, so many interesting people. We've had, um, um, for instance, Julie ba um, Black. She is Canada's queen of R&B soul. Um, she sang um, Seven Day Fool, and now she's got a new song out, um, Fever, and it's on, all on iTunes. This woman is an inspiration to so many in Canada, and um, with her voice, with her actions, with what she does. And so I was introduced to her, and I've worked with her. I um, am talking and dealing with um, the great Amelia Pisano, who's a psychic in stilettos. She's on with Bobby Brown, who is a famed detective in the United States, who helps out so many, so many people. You, you seem to gravitate and find people that are like-minded to you, that have big souls, um, when you do things that are from your soul, that you help others. And, for instance, um, in Bobby Brown's Bail and Beyond show, he actually makes a difference. He goes out and not only does he, the work that he does, but it helps others more than he probably even knows. Uh, Amelia helps people, they, they finding children, missing children. She does more than and touches more people than what she even probably realizes. We don't realize how much we affect people by our actions unless we're unless I, we told. You know what? Um, I believe that with this show and just talking about that moment, the book that you have written that is available at smashwords.com. Uh, yes. Again, uh, CeCe's book is That Moment, and that is by CeCe Champagne, like the bubbly, uh, yes. at smashwords.com. I really want you to go out and, and get that book and um, and then read that book and share that with your friends and families because I believe that you will find yourself. Cece, is there any other way that people could connect with you? The best way to connect with you if people just wanted to send you a line or to tell you about your book or uh, is there a website or social media? Okay. Yes, I'm on Twitter, um, Cece uh, Champagne, um, and I'm on Facebook, um, uh, that you can find me. I'm on as your friend, so people can hook up with um, with me um, through you um, because I, you and I are friends uh, on all of those uh, social medias and on LinkedIn as well. And I want to thank you, Chloe, because 
by you having this show, you actually uh, are the one that facilitates inspiring all your listeners. Because by you having people on and you giving this information, letting them have access to this knowledge of your last caller, your last uh, yesterday's caller, everybody that calls in, everybody that is on your show, where would your listeners know about them? They wouldn't. Oh, it's you, you that is giving out the inspiration and spreading the inspiration to so many, and I thank you for that. Because that is huge. Thank you, Cece. Thank you so very much. That means a, a lot to me. And I really enjoy uh, connecting with other interesting people, especially women and girls around the world, and men too, um, and having wonderful conversations and sharing what you're doing. And if I didn't have uh, the women like yourself, then I wouldn't have a show or a blog. So thank you so much for sharing your time with us today and, and sharing your story. And I, I do believe that, that um, this whole experience has been that moment. So thank you so very much for being my guest today. Thank you so much, Chloe. I absolutely enjoyed myself, and I really am looking forward to talking to you again. You're the best. Thank you so very much. Enjoy Vancouver and say hello to everyone for me. I certainly will. Thank you. Okay. Bye for now. Bye-bye. You know, this is so wonderful for me to be able to connect with amazing, inspiring, and powerful, intelligent women and men, as I've said, and girls who are doing amazing things that I get to share in these conversations. So thank you so very much, Cece Champagne, who's the author of That Moment. And thank you so very much, Sonia Booker, who is the author of, let me find that book, Real Estate and Wealth, Investing in the American Dream. Goodbye for now, everyone. Until next time, you can connect with me at Twitter, and that's at Chloe T. Brown. Bye for now.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.